it's really a, a privilege to be back uh, in deep life Welcome back. On this episode of Deeper Life, Pastor Stephen shares about sowing in righteousness. Listen and be blessed. God is stirring us more and more to walk with Him, uh, like never before. Uh, one of the important things to to understand in tough times is to learn to hold on to the hope that we have in Christ. Learn to hold on to um, to who He is in us. uh you know this uh, last couple of years have been you know quite challenging for for all of us uh but one thing that we all know deep in our hearts is you know god is seated on the throne uh he knows exactly what he's doing he is uh you know he is uh, in full control of everything around us and it's so important for us to uh keep our eyes focused on him you know there are many things today that will draw our attention many words many uh, things that will draw our attention but uh, you know god's people uh, people who love the lord will always keep their focus on god uh, and keep their eyes on god you know we are not here to to perform we're not here to uh, you know to uh, prove anything we're not here to show uh, people that we can make it we are here to follow the lord the secret of the early church was a church that was surrendered to the holy spirit the bible says uh, you know it seemed you know the disciples wrote it seemed good to us and to the holy spirit okay so whatever they did they always uh, you know went to the spirit of god and waited to get a confirmation waited to get an approval uh, you know it's very important today in all of our lives and all our ministries and all the things that we do that we do what is approved of god you know that we are not um, uh, you know running one step before god uh, you know sometimes uh, you know we we think uh, that waiting on god is a delay uh, i want to tell you this evening you know god is not god never delays god is never late sometimes we feel even you know god is late god is never late god is always on time and it's very important uh, that we follow the prompting of the spirit of god um you know i want to read a scripture to you before i continue this evening if uh, it's found in hosea chapter 10 and in verse 12 hosea chapter 10 and in verse 12 the bible says so for yourselves righteousness reap in mercy break up your fallow ground for it is time to seek the lord till he comes and rains righteousness upon you so for yourselves righteousness reap in mercy break up your fallow ground for it is time to seek the lord till he comes and rains righteousness upon you one of the important things as we grow in the lord as we seek the lord as we desire to go deeper into all the things that god has for us and move on is to understand that somewhere down the line uh needs to come uh, a point in our life where we are willing to sacrifice and uh, lay down everything you know paul writes in uh in uh, romans 12 and verse 1 i beseech you brethren therefore by the mercies of god that you lay your life as a living 
sacrifice. Sometimes, you know, even for us who are in the ministry, uh, if we are not careful, our ministry itself can become an idol. You know, sometimes we can run so much in the ministry that we can, um, uh, you know, leave out on our personal walk with God. Sometimes, you know, we, uh, we tend to evaluate our life by our ministry. You know, um, or, you know one of the dangers uh, that all of us must be aware of is the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. The Bible says God's gifts to us are irrevocable. Many times, you know, whether our life is right or not, the gifting of God in our lives will continue to work. Uh, you know, a classic example uh, is the Bible, you know, uh, says in Revelation chapter 2, let me just read it to you. It's always a good reminder uh, to read, uh, you know, these scriptures again and again, uh, just to remind us, you know, the Bible says, uh, Revelation 2, I'm reading from verse 2, God says, I know your works, your labor, your patience, that you cannot hear those who are evil, and you have tested those who have, uh, who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. You have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. So it's talking about a people who are so much into the ministry, so much in serving God, so much, you know, focused in, the, in, in, in serving God. But, you know, God says, nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your first love. It always bothers me when I read this. How can somebody serve God uh, with a lot of works and labor and patience and, uh, uh, you know, a, a zeal and a passion for God without a love for God? So it's very important for us to understand that, you know, the primary purpose of your life and my life is to walk in love with God. It's to walk uh, because we, we, we do what we do because we love God, because, uh, you know, our time with God, our moments with God needs to be way more important than all the ministry that we do. Our time to, to sit at his feet and to allow him to speak to us. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, um, uh, our personal walk with God gets a beating because many times, you know, um, Instead of reading the word, praying, sitting at the feet of the Lord, allowing the spirit of God to minister to us takes a lot of time. So sometimes, you know, we live in a, in a world where, you know, we are happy with a song on our, in our car system or a, or a you know, message that we can hear on YouTube or something and be satisfied with our quiet time. But I believe that more than all of that, it's very important that we submit to God and we wait in the presence of God for God to lead us day after day. It's very important that we have a personal walk with God on a daily basis. And that is what will keep us uh, in the end times. You know, uh, we cannot build on another man's foundation. We cannot build on another man's faith. We cannot build on another man's sermon or his preaching. We have to build our lives on our personal walk with God. Uh, something that the Lord spoke to me a couple of uh, you know days ago, uh, some time ago that I had written in my in my little diary, uh, you know, where God spoke to me something about revival. You know, we we long for to see the world with a greater revival. We want to see the church in all its power and its glory, and 
And one of the things that's very important to understand is our personal revival is the revival of the church. Our personal revival is the revival uh, that uh, the church will see, the nations will see. It all starts with us. And uh, so I wrote, I wrote, it is not about accomplishing something, but it is about allowing the spirit of God to prepare us so that God can work through us. What is personal revival? Personal revival is not about accomplishing something. Personal revival is about allowing God, the Holy Spirit, to prepare us, you know, to work in us. Allow him to penetrate areas in all areas of our life, every area of our life, to invite him to come in. The psalmist said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit. You know, he, 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 it's so amazing that he says to God, Lord, my attitudes need to change. Lord, you need to really touch a right. I need to have a right spirit. I need to have a right attitude in what I do. You know, I, there needs to be a right reason for what I'm doing, you know. Uh, because there are many times, you know, our attitudes and what we think are hidden deep within ourselves that nobody can see. But God can see everything. God can see through and through. God can see every fiber of our being. So it's very important that we allow the spirit of God to, to, give, to create in us a right spirit. We need a right spirit uh, in our daily life. And here, you know... Uh, I wrote, it's about allowing the Spirit of God to prepare us so that God can work through us. Revival is about personal changes so that God can work in us for a public change. If we don't, if we are not allowing God to work in us personal changes, you know, if we're not really allowing God to, to, to turn things around in our life, uh, you know, it's very difficult to allow God to work through us to see, uh, you know, things turn around in our own generation. So our change is very important. Revival is about letting go of me so that I can grab a hold of God. Letting go of me. This I in me, you know, it has to die at some point in time. It has to be crushed it has to be broken. It has to come to a point where uh, the I in me needs to really, really, really come down. You know, there is a point in our life where we need to be totally broken before God. I'm reading to you from John chapter uh, 12 and from verse 24. Most assuredly, Jesus said, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. You know, the corn of wheat needs to fall down. First of all, it needs to step out of all comfort zones. It needs to be willing to be fallen into the ground. It, you know, it's basically talk, Jesus was basically talking about a place of humility in our lives, a place of willing to go down, to humble ourselves. You know, we all know the scripture from 2 Chronicles 7 and verse 14. Where, you know, God said, if my people called by my name will humble themselves. The first part of prayer, even before our prayer life, 
what god wants to see in us is our humility god wants to see that we are humble before god god wants to see our brokenness god wants to see what is inside our heart you know in in jeremiah 17 and verse 9 the bible says the heart is deceitful god said the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked but i the lord search the heart the bible says i look at the intents of the heart god says to give to every man according to his ways god is looking not only at our heart but looking at the intents he wants to know why we do what we do where why do we want to be in the ministry why do we want to be in this work why do we want to be a worship leader why do we want to be a preacher why do we want to be what we want to be you know god is more concerned about the intents of our heart even more than anything that we can do so these are days that god wants to see that humility he said if my people called by my name will humble themselves pray then pray then seek my face come to that place of seeking the face of god the prayer the the primary prayer that god is looking for in our personal lives is to seek the face of god sometimes you know our prayer is all about what we can get from the hands of god sometimes it's all about lord you bless me lord you do this for me lord you you know sometimes you know it's all about what i can get out of him of course we have a god who wants to do so much for us of course we have a god who wants to reach out and bless us of course we have a god who wants to help us who wants to heal us who want to deliver us he wants to do so much but how many times do we come to god to seek the face of god a god is beyond healing a god is beyond everything that we can get out of him because there's going to come a day in our life when you know our life on earth will be done we don't need healing anymore we don't need the restoration anymore we don't need anything anymore but he's going to be there for us the face of god the face of god face of god how many times do we come to his presence to tell the lord lord here i am i just want to be with you god here i am i just want to spend time with you lord imagine having children who come to you all the time asking you for something and they don't want to just just be on your sit on your lap they just want you know how many times it's such a joy for children just to be running around the parents that's what it's all about sometimes it's all about being in his presence being in the the presence of the almighty god corn of wheat falls on the ground there needs to come a point where we need to be willing to fall down beautiful words from jesus he says you know every word that's one thing about the word of god every word that jesus spoke has a wealth of wisdom has a wealth of secrets inside of them as a wealth of understanding inside of that if only we will carefully read the word of god the prophetic word of god this word of god is a prophetic word you know sometimes sometimes you know we want we we don't have time for the word of god but we have time for everything else look at this beautiful words from jesus most assuredly verily verily i say unto you you know this is jesus emphasizing something so important for us he says 
I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, there needs to come a place where I am crucified. Paul writes, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Look at his attitude. He says, this life is already crucified with Christ. I wish I can react like the world. I wish I can react like the people of the world. I wish I can be like the people of the world. But he says, I cannot. He says, it's because I am crucified with Christ. Sometimes our anger, our attitude, our words, our thoughts, they run, they are so earthly, they're so sensual, they're so emotional. Sometimes we are so emotional in our lives because we fail to realize that we need to reflect Christ in our lives. We need to come to that place that we need to die to ourselves. I want to tell you this evening, it's okay if people say something bad about you. It's okay if people wrong you. It's okay if somebody has done something to you. Let it go. If we don't let it go, it will cause hurts. Hurts over a period of time will become bitterness. Bitterness over a period of time will be like a cancer, like a, like a sickness in our body, in our mind. We become bitter people. We, we begin to run our lives based on the bitter feelings deep on the inside of us. The freedom comes when we let go, when we release people who hurt us, release people who have misused us, release people who have abused us. That's why the cross is so important for you. That's why the message of the cross, the Bible says, is foolishness to them that perish, but it is the power of God unto salvation. You know, what does, the, what does the cross do? It resurrects you. It takes you out of the grip of bitterness, envy, hatred, strife, anger. It, it, it breaks the power of the enemy over our lives. Sometimes we hold on to things, you know, because of, of what has happened in our lives. We are a, we, you, you may be a victim today of things that have happened to you in your past. Maybe you're suffering because you're a victim of what has happened to you in your past. But I want to tell you, my friend, the power of God over your life is to release you out of that bondage. You don't need to be a victim. You don't need to live as a victim of what has happened to you in your past. That's why the cross, that's why the power of the cross, that's why the power of the blood, that's why the visitation of God upon your life. Look at what God says. When you fall down into the ground and when you are willing to die to yourself, when you're willing to let go of yourself, Jesus said, it remains alone, but if it dies, it produces much grain. God said your life is about productivity. 
God says your life is about being a blessing to other people. Your life is about impacting the lives of people around you. Your life is about transformation of people. Your life is about bringing health and healing into people. Your life is about raising people out of their difficult situation. Your life is about, you know, turning and transforming the lives of people around you. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. God wants to make you productive. He, and he goes on to say, he who loves his life will lose it. Oh my, think about it. Jesus said, if you love, if you love your life, if you love your life, Jesus said, you will lose it. How many times we strive because we love life and we want things. And when we don't have it, we are so discouraged. We feel so, uh, you know, down and out and empty because we are not getting what we want. My friend, let me tell you something. We can, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. He who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Jesus said, you can keep your life by doing something. Hate your life. Let it go. Let it go. Hold on to God. Hold on to God. Hold on to God. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, my servant will also be. It's very amazing. You know, I, I, I'm so touched by the scripture. You know, look at this. He says, if anyone serves me, he's, God, Jesus said, if you want to be my servant, then he said something. He said, let him follow me. My friend, I want to tell you, the secret to your life and my life is Jesus. It's Jesus. You need to come to that place in your life. I'm telling about myself tonight as well, where we follow him. We follow his voice. We follow what he says. And I want to tell you sometimes, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, we can be running here and there because personally we're not able to hear the voice of God. And I want to encourage you tonight, my dear brother and sister. Every one of us can hear God's voice for our lives. Every one of us. Every one of us can hear the voice of God. See, sometimes, you know, when you cannot hear the voice of God, that's when the trouble comes because you run here and there because you want somebody to prophesy into you, somebody to say something to you, some, something to lead you because you can't be led by God himself. I'm not against preaching. I'm preaching to you tonight. It's good to hear preachings. It's good to, to listen to messages on YouTube. It's good. I'm not saying it's not good. But over and above that, you need to hear God for your own life. You need to come before God for your own life. Jesus said, he who serves me, let him follow me. And he said, where I am, there my servant will be. The secret to walking in victory is learning to be where Jesus is. Not just being in a place where Jesus can come to you. Yes, he will come to you. Yes, he will come to you wherever you are. But the secret of walking in victory is learning to go where he is. Learning to walk the path that he is walking. Learning to be in the stream that he is flowing in. 
learning to walk in the stream that he is flowing in. Revival is about learning to let go of me so that I can grab a hold of God. Revival is about the Holy Spirit making me an expression of who God is through me. Revival is about the Holy Spirit making me an expression of who God is through me. There needs to come a point in my life where the Spirit of God will begin to reveal God through my life. You know, I need to become an expression of who God is. I need to come to that place in my life where God is revealed, is manifest through me. Hosea, chapter 10 and verse 12. So for yourselves, righteousness. And Hosea says, a secret to walking with God. The secret to walking in a deeper understanding of God. The secret to see victory in your life is so, 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 so righteousness. Right standing with God needs to be the seed that will be sown from our lives. So for yourselves, righteousness. Galatians 6, 7 and 8. Paul writes, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will reap. Paul writes, your life is about what you are sowing. If you sow anger, you will reap anger. If you sow bitterness, you will reap bitterness. If you sow frustration, you will reap frustration. You know, some people are frustrated because they constantly sow frustration. When they talk, you can sense in their language that they are frustrated, frustrated with themselves, frustrated with everything. And they constantly are frustrated because they are sowing frustration. Dissatisfaction with God. Sometimes we sow dissatisfaction and we live in dissatisfaction. Sometimes we are not, we, we are, we are not able to rest in God. We are restless. And we sow restlessness and we reap restlessness. We begin to stand in, a, in an atmosphere of restlessness because we are restless. Come on, my friend. It all starts with the same thing, going down. Unless a corner wheat falls, falls. It has to fall, fall. There needs to come that place in our life where I'm going face down before God and saying, you know what, God? Here I am. I laid down. You know, sometimes it's even important that we bring to God what he has spoken to us. Sometimes, you know, we fight with the prophetic. The Bible says, you know, when Paul writes to Timothy, he says, wage a good warfare based on the prophecies concerning you. But it's very important that every word that God has given us need to be soaked in his presence. There needs to come a time where you need to bring that prophetic word and lay it before God for God to bring it to pass in our lives. Sometimes we fight because we want to make it happen. We're trying to help God. We don't need to help God. God can help himself. 
Paul writes, do not be deceived. Do not get confused. Don't be, don't, don't walk in deception. Don't, don't think what you're doing is right. Whatever a man sows, that he will reap. He who sows in the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He says, you know, Paul is saying, if you sow strife, you will be corrupted by strife. If you sow anger, you will be corrupted by anger. If you sow bitterness, if you're bitter on the inside and if you don't deal with it, you will, you will sow bitterness and you will be corrupted by bitterness. Sometimes, you know, you know, corruption, whenever you, I think of the word corruption, I'm reminded of an iron that gets corrupted when it is put out in the open. After some time, it gets rusted. Sometimes our life is so rusted with the things of the world because we allow it to be rusted. Let me tell you this evening, church. That's not what God wants for us. What does he want to do? He wants to reign the mighty anointing of his presence into our lives. He wants to do something. That's why Hosea writes, he says, reap in mercy. You know, he says, sow for yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy. Break up the fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he reigns righteousness. Till he reigns righteousness. There needs to come a time in our life when the righteousness of God will begin to reign upon us. In Zechariah chapter 10, and if you read verses 1, you know, Zechariah writes, ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. The Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain, grass in the field for everyone. Bible says, you know, God will, you know, I, the Bible says, ask the Lord for rain. Ask him for rain. In the time of the latter rain, we are living in the season of the outpouring of God, the Holy Spirit upon our lives. We live in that. We're living under the, in the time where, you know, we're waiting for the precious outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon us. And when we stand under that rain, we stand under that rain, there comes the change. There comes the glory. There comes the power. There comes the transformation in our lives. Transformation. I want to read a few scriptures quickly before I finish. In Psalms 107, Psalms 107, I'm reading to you from verse 35. This is who your God is. I want to tell you tonight, this is who your God is, about your own lives tonight. This is who your God is. The Bible says, he turns a wilderness into pools of water and dry land into water springs. What does God do? He turns a wilderness into pools of water and dry land into water springs. That's what God will do. Number one, what will he do for your life? Doesn't matter where you are today. Doesn't matter how dry you feel. Doesn't matter how, you know, maybe you feel so empty. Maybe, you know, there are things in your life and you don't know how to deal with them. Come to God. Come to God. The Bible says he will turn wilderness into pools of water. There is a refreshing, the presence of God, a river of God. The Lord said to this woman at the well at Samaria in John chapter 4, he said, this water, the water that I give you, if you drink it, you will thirst no more. He says that water within you will produce springs unto eternity. In Mark 7, in John 7, 38, Jesus said, 
For out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. That's what God wants to do. He wants rivers, not just one river, not just a trickle of water, not just a drop of water. He wants to flood you with his presence so that out of you will flow rivers of living water. Look at what the psalmist goes on to write. Here he says, you know, he turns a wilderness into pools of water and dry land into water springs. There, there, he makes the hungry dwell that they may establish a city for a dwelling place. Where? In the place of dryness, God says, I'll pour my anointing upon you. And in that place, in that very place, if you are hungry for God, God says, I'll make you dwell there. I'll keep you in that place where you can experience an outpouring of God's presence upon you. You can experience the river of God. You can experience the presence of God. And God says, he says, there, you know, you, they may establish a city for a dwelling place. He says, your life, that wilderness will turn to be a city. It will become a place of habitation. It will become a place where people will want to live. It will become a place where people want to be, you know, to be a part of you. You will, you will suddenly begin to see that people want to be friends with you. People want to have a relationship with you. People want to be connected to you. People feel safe around you. People feel good. You know, they want to be close to you. That's what it's all about. Becoming a city in a wilderness is when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You become a person that everybody loves, respects, honors. People will begin to honor you. People begin to love you. People want to be with you. You suddenly begin to see the very ones who spoke things against you will begin to say, can I be your friend? Can I be around you? Can you call me? Can you pray with me? Sister, can you call with me? Brother, can you, can you do this for me? Can you, you know, why? Because suddenly you become the habitation of people. Then the Bible says, the Bible says, and sow fields and plant vineyards that they may yield a fruitful harvest. What is it? You begin to become, you begin to become productive. You be, your life becomes productive. Out of you comes ministries. Out of you comes, uh, uh, you know, healing to the nations. Out of you comes deliverance to people. Out of you comes, you know, uh, the things that God has, whatever God puts inside of you begins to come out of you and touch the lives of people, touch even nations, touch even nations. So feels plant vineyards that they may yield a fruitful harvest. Your life becomes very fruitful. God says, you become a blessing to many, many people. And what does the Lord say? Look at this. I love the scripture. Verse 38, he says, he also blesses them and they multiply greatly and he does not let their cattle decrease. God says in that place of the fullness of the presence of God, God says there will always be an increase over your life. Come on, my friend. I want you to capture it tonight. There will always be an increase. I want you to know tonight, your life is about an increase. Your life is about a blessing. Your life is about God working in you so that you can become a God blessing to the lives of people around you. That's what it's all about. You become, you know, the, you, you, you know, the river inside of you will begin to become a healing to people. It will become a blessing to people. You will be a person that will begin to impact the lives of many people around you. This world 
needs Jesus. Our nations need Jesus. The secret is only one thing. It starts with us. Revival is when God works in us and makes our lives an expression of who he is. And that's what God wants to do in each and every one of us tonight. tonight. The Bible says in Hosea 10 and verse 12, sow in righteousness, reap in mercy. I want you to know today, God is a merciful God. God is not concerned about, you know, he's not, he's not coming to condemn you or to judge you, to tell you why you are where you are. You know, maybe we are in a particular place and sometimes we are not able to forgive ourselves. But God is not about, God is not coming to us for that. He's coming to us to grab a hold of your life, lift you from where you are, and to make you the person that he has made you to be. Make you the person that he has made you to be. And if you'd say to God tonight, Lord, I'm willing to fall into the earth, die to myself. There's a corn of wheat falls on the ground and dies. It remains alive. But when it dies, it bears much fruit, much fruit. I want to tell you tonight, your life is about much fruit. Your life is about much fruit. Your life is about impacting towns and cities and nations. You might say, Pastor, but you know, this is a big thing you're talking about. It's not a big thing, my friend. It's a small thing for God. One Jesus touched the life of 12 disciples. One of them failed. But they took the gospel to the nations of the world. 2,000 years. The church has been through storms, challenges, pandemics. It's been through tyrants. It's been through people who tried to, to, to defy the kingdom of God and destroy it. But it has survived everything. You know why? Because the God we worship is the true and living God. Amen. So you close your eyes for one moment tonight as we finish and tell the Lord, Lord, I'm ready. Holy Spirit, come upon me. Touch my life. Holy Spirit, come upon me. Do you make it your prayer? Spirit of God, come upon me. Take over my life. I'm willing to let go and forgive people who have hurt me. I'm willing to let go and Lord, uh, just uh, surrender my life to you. Lord. I'm willing to, 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 to Forgive and, 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 and leave out those people who have been bit, who have caused uh, hurts in me. Tonight, would you let them go? Would you forgive them? Would you tell the Lord, Lord, here I am, Lord. I'll just let them go. Would you come to the Lord and say, Lord, I lay my life down completely. I'm coming down completely before you. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender. 
God, we drive away discouragement out of our lives. We drive away bitterness out of our lives. We drive away abuses out of our life. Tonight, Lord, we take away willingly things in our life that have hurt us, things in our life that have broken us, words of people, negative words, hurting words, Lord, things that we have heard, things that have messed our lives, we take it out of us in Jesus' name. Tonight, oh God, we surrender to you as your children. We come before you because, Lord, we know that, Lord, your life in us is the life that we want to live. Your will in us is the will that we want to will for ourselves. Your purposes are the purposes that we want to walk with. You said in your word, and we remember those words again in John chapter 12. Where I am, my servant will be. God, we want to be found with you. We don't want to be astray. We don't want to go here and there. We don't want to run before you. Remember your words. Without me, you can do nothing. So we surrender to you tonight. I speak your blessing over every person. Lord, for those who need a miracle. Those who need a healing, those who need a situation to change in their lives. We thank you tonight that you are the answer to our life. Thank you that you are our healer. And we thank you, Lord, that your word says that by your stripes we are healed and we receive your word. You have already done, for, done it for us at the cross. You have already healed us, O oh God. And tonight, O oh God, by faith in our hearts, we receive that healing into our bodies. We receive the victory that comes from you. We receive the overcoming power that is over every other power. We receive your deliverance, O oh God. We receive the victory of God over our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is no fear when we walk with you. Bless each and every one of us and our families. Lord, we pray that you'll continue to lead us and guide us. We vow to give you the glory. For all that you will continue to do in our lives, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. All God's people said, Amen. This broadcast is from Transforming Nations for Jesus. If you would like to get in touch with us, please write to us at transformingnationsforjesus at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed.